1: Hello and welcome once more to The Weekly Review, the show where two grown men and a gifted young trend detective make sense of the world by analysing events in pop culture. I say two grown men, Johan is still off in the idyllic world of new fatherhood, but Marvie is here once more with her youthful verve, wisdom and a new understanding of Scottish swear words, I hope. Mar, how are you?
0: Um, now I wanted to say something in Scottish accent, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> Come on, you,
1: you certainly can. <laughs>
0: of course not, but I'm, I will someday.
1: Okay, absolutely no one will find it offensive. <laughs> if only Johan were here. Uh, behind the controls, with the door opening hand of a maniac tram driver, we have Rob Roman, or Roman Rob, as we call him in English, and I am Ben Cod, you ready to spill the beans for financial reward. This is India Jordan with Anne Groove, taken from their new EP Watch Out, which was released in May. It's a record. It's released by a record label in a fairly traditional fashion. And that is something we're going to be talking about in some detail today. But first of all, Mark, how on earth are you? And have you recovered from all the love from Danielle Hall?
0: Of course not. It's, it's the maximum... Level of validation I needed to hear this year, so I'm still processing it. I will still be processing it in December. I've reached my peak, and now it's all going downhill from here.
1: <laughs> don't, don't say that. I'm glad. Like validation should last a very long time. I'm glad it will last to December. But uh, maybe Arab Strap will get in touch. Uh,
0: uh, I, I'll try to keep my hopes low because I, I know that Danny Elhar listening to us. Speak about his album and him saying, "We understood to the core of his project. That this is something we will never surpass."
1: Let me interrupt you. He didn't say we understand the core of the project. He said you get to the uh, core of the project. So,
0: <laughs> but we we are a team. So we we. Do. All
1: right. I, do you know what I'm feeling? A little bit freaked out today. Why? Well, I'm going to explain later. Uh, but oh. I've been right. Yeah, I've been right at the. Uh, <laughs> Frontier of digital human interface, and it's been it's been freaking me out a little bit. Mm, I'm
0: scared already.
1: You should be. <laughs> um, but more importantly, well, maybe not more importantly, but for the moment, are you looking forward to seeing Taylor Swift at the Grammys on Monday night?
0: Obviously, as a fellow Swifty, I am always excited of anything slightly related to Taylor. So if it's the Grammys that she decided to perform, then I'm all in for the Grammys. Even though I only care about the the performances that they have recently announced, because we'll have not only Taylor, but also Megan Thee Stallion, BTS, Bad Bunny and Taylor, of course. we win some, which is we have all these cool people performing and we already, like, passed the stage of being mad at them for having, like, the worst nominations ever. And it's kind of not that we passed the stage of being mad. It's like we passed the stage of being confused because this year it's not that it's a bad nominees; It's that they don't even make sense and... and Uh, go
1: on tell what doesn't make sense what's the worst what's the one that had you frothing
0: like um the black pumas one uh apparently i read that they released it in 2019 so it didn't even qualify for being album of the year for 2021 because it was two years ago so you would have had to release it in 2020 for it to be nominated this year and they for they to manage to explain that they were nominated they said oh you know it's the deluxe version we're nominating the which is basically the same and i didn't i don't want to be offensive but the grammys okay we already got the idea that it's about commercial music, so if you're underground maybe your album is super good but it won't get nominated it, and the the people nominated will be Beyonce, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, but this year it's not even the commercial, it, it feels like it doesn't follow any narrative of okay we're nominating the commercial ones or we're nominating the actual like good music. Once. Uh, it's like, okay, Jaina, Iko and Black Pumas and I don't know, I felt so confused and all in all, it, I feel like it's a, a common feeling, right? It's not quite getting mad, it's, it's confusing, okay, no the weekend, no the ones you would expect.
1: See I I thought it was quite interesting to talk about the Grammys because we're going to be talking about Senyawa later um and they're basically breaking down the music industry they're decentralizing it with their new album release which is coming out on 44 different labels and but like the Grammys uh, it's interesting it comes along at the same time because the Grammys is just like the most centralized big music industry traditional music industry thing and I've got to say I don't like the Grammys at all it really annoys me what do you what do you think
0: I I love award shows. <laughs> I love because you do, I, you? Yeah. I, it's it's like what would Mar love more than seeing a lot of celebrities all together, being dressed up and all of that. So I I always loved the Grammys and the Oscars and all these big award shows where they all the rich people of Hollywood get together and they all look amazing. and And I love I I, I live for that every year to see. In, I love the feeling of seeing my favorite people getting nominated and even winning and then I'm like, oh my god, yes, this is such a big step for for the industry, this person won and this means we're on the right track of doing things good and stuff, and, and even when they lose, like, which uh, happens many times that my favorite people don't get the recognition, I personally think they deserve, then also I'm... I'm for award shows because I get a reason to be mad at things that I don't have actual control over so then I'm like it's not something that you can do you can just stay mad at it and and nothing you actively do will make it change so just be happy with being mad and and then i'm like oh my god award shows make no sense just giving this prize to this one specific art, uh, art piece is saying only this one deserves to be recognized and lots of others deserve but all of this is part of the fantasy of, of award shows i feel like and and that's why i love them but this is what i was saying that this year kind of feels different for, for the Grammys because it's the first time or at least if I remember correctly because I don't know exactly how I felt last year but I feel like every year either I'm really happy or I'm really mad like um, I was really mad last year because Igor didn't win best album and I thought he and Tyler deserved it but it was the same story of every year with whatever album applies to to that year but this one is like I i really do not care i i have no interest in them and this is uh, and happened before for me because i always care i always care about this kind of stuff Uh, to be mad or to be happy about it but caring about it and and that's how they lost me and i feel like how they lost lots of people and and that's when you really effed up because if you lose the interest of people then there's no- but see, this is
1: difficult, isn't it? Because like, if it had, you're saying that if it had made you mad, hmm. you'd have still be interested. Exactly. But I can't. I, I I find things that manufacture outrage quite annoying.
0: But, but they they have the outcome that they want. Like they're annoying, but they have the the people talking about it. They have you talking about it. They have me talking about it, being mad at it, but engaging in whatever they put out. So that's still good. Than rather having what this year is, which is complete disinterest of what is happening and who's going to win.
1: Musicians always say this, they're always like, I don't want people to love it or hate it, I don't want anyone to be indifferent, and that's just such a lie, because <laughs> no one likes it when you hate it. Well, maybe some people do.
0: You don't like it, because obviously you want everyone to love you, but at least you're interesting enough to have people engaging is like when Kim Kardashian said to Courtney Kardashian who is her sister you're the least interesting to look at that's the worst thing someone can say to you because you don't want to be the least interesting to look at and now the Grammys are the least in- interesting awards to look at and and that's bad you you don't want to be the Courtney Kardashian
1: my god are you calling it is the Grammys dead are the, are the Grammys <laughs> yes, dead yes
0: I am I the only I, I feel like I'm not the only one that feels like this and of course they did a very bad job this year because of course um they have done a lot of things wrong and there's many things that could change but this applies to every award show every year but i uh, uh, i don't know this, this this year they don't even even try to bother Uh, trying to hide that they have all this bad stuff happening it's like they showed us all the ugly but didn't try to hide it with anything and it's like oh okay um are we not even caring anymore because if you don't care showing me all the ugly then I don't care about you either like try to hide it somehow even though if you do a a bad job or something but try to make it seem cohesive for I don't know, am I overreacting to it?
1: Well, with all this, are you not Are you not still looking forward to Taylor Swift doing some of her new, re-recorded, new old music? Ah, hang on, how long is it before the new album is released?
0: Is it in April 30th?
1: That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. I think I did write it down. A- a-
0: April, April something, which kind of goes against the, my theory that said that a third folklore sister would come out, but uh, something's coming out on April, so I was kind of right. No,
1: it kind of entirely <laughs> goes with your theory, doesn't it? Well, I mean sort of. Sort of. So
0: I was completely on track with things. But yes, I'm I'm happy like I said about the the performances. But I would be happy as well if Taylor did a tiny desk concert, right? It's not like the Grammys made me happy. It's just having Taylor that that made me happy. It's it's not what these people decide that will make me be engaged because their decisions um, I, I won't care at, at all. So that's that's what I feel like when I say um, they're maybe dying. I feel like, I, I, is it this the end of, of the Grammys? Like, of course, they're going to be around for many more years. But are we slowly keep going? keep being on this track of losing interest and being like, Grammy-nominated artists, blah, 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 it's not going to be a thing anymore because people will be like, who cares about the Grammys? I, uh, they're so corrupt. And and the thing is, yes, they're corrupt. Yes, they're racist. Yes, they're, they're sexist. Mm, but like I said, many award shows are like, the, we saw the Golden Glove nominating Emily in Paris. But I still care about the Golden Globes for some reason and the Grammys not because... I still have this image of Recording Academy CEO Neil Portnow, who was the guy that said, "Oh, we did," (laughs) when they didn't nominate any women like two years ago, and he said. When it came to gender bias, he said, "No, it's because women need to step up." It's like, come
1: on! Was that just two can, years ago? I think oh so. Gosh. And then
0: they fired him and put a woman in replacing him. Like, look, guys, we try to be to be good. Um, we're we're trying our best, and and we kind of believed them, right? Because there, he was replaced by this woman as the new CEO. But as soon as she tried to to put out all the harassment and corruption and culture of sexual and racial discrimination going on on the board of the Grammys, they fired her and said, oh no, she she was very bullying in, in someone in the in the work space, so we had to fire her and it's like, we will literally know what happened, so why bother trying to, to say that, like it, it showed that they didn't care at all, um, changing within the inside of the the academy they just wanted a new face to make it seem like all shiny and new and and all the corruption just to keep going without having to change anything so that's like uh, even if they keep going now they say they have this new initiative to promote gender diversity because they don't want us talking about this woman being fired after six months of being on office so um we're not buying anything the Grammy says anymore or I feel like it, and and it's a common understanding that we're just fed up with this and and then I think are, are we only fed up with the Grammys like you said it, it are we it, are they the only ones because maybe are, this is gonna make a domino effect on the other award shows and to see to because it should it showed and and it's super evident that this is not something they want to change, and, and, and it needs maybe in our hands to to just look outside the Hollywood industry, outside these men in suits saying this is good, this is bad, this deserves an award, this doesn't, and and. It, it, at it's time, I don't know, when the Parasite uh, director won the Oscar, and he said, um, once you overcome the one-inch-tall barrier of subtitles, you will be introduced to so many more amazing films. And it's like, yeah, he's right, why, why do we let these centralized, like you said, award shows tell us what to like? There's so much more, and and they are only focusing on what they decide is important, and it's always um american singers or super popular mainstream artists which are good by their own but uh, i don't need a award shows to tell me and and without award shows i can also look further into other things i i don't know maybe that that was a big rant no but yeah, you're right i
1: mean this is one of the things i want to get into which is like the grammys is kind of the absolute Peak of like the Americanification mm-hmm. of of culture, you know. It's yes. like when you only had like four record companies, at, well, right, based in, in the U.S., you'd kind of like go for the Grammys. You'd be like, oh yeah, kind of this makes sense. The big American stars kind of play in there, but like it's just not that way anymore. I mean, like, okay, so you've got BTS who are uh, who are performing at the Grammys, but apart from that, it's a really sort of American. Yeah. Uh, strong lineup, and it just don't think like the world of pop reflects that anymore. And also like BTS, totally, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want to. I, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all right. You got Bad Bunny as well, but like BTS are probably bigger than Taylor now, are they? I mean, they're both they're both big. It doesn't yeah, really matter. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say BTS are probably like the biggest pull at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. So that certainly appears to be the headline that that I've that I've been seeing. You know,
0: and like, do BTS need the Grammys? I don't. Think. No, and and it's. I feel like the Grammys should become what they already are which is like a not local but kind specific to a region awards so the American awards the American music awards or and then here we have other awards and then in Britain there have the British awards and stuff so each country has their own award and and it's a, a culture we will never evolve past the award shows because it's kind of fun actually <laughs> but but understanding that it, we cannot have one that is. I don't know. I think we we also passed the the the, the thing that makes us feel like America is the center of the wo- well, America, North America is the center of the world. Like we kind of are fed up with that for some reason. Now it made us open the eyes to. to the, there's so much more things out there. Apart, BTS being one of them, but I don't know. There's so many artists and so many things that we just purposely decided not to look at because we are so centred in America that it's like, okay, time for new things, maybe.
1: Well, we're going to talk about that. Um, But before we do, let's have a quick blast of a song from a Grammy nominee uh, from North America, I'm afraid, from Canada. But she's great. It's uh, Jada (laughs) G with both of us, which is nominated for Best Dance Recording. Uh... J D G, both of us nominated for a Grammy. I'd be very pleased if, if that won, but it probably won't win because some nonsense from Diplo will won't. Oh win, my or,
0: God, is Diplo nominated?
1: I'm gonna just assume he is. I did. <laughs> I did look up who was nominated, yeah, but it, I, it I, sounds I,
0: about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll look that up when I when I get a second, and I will thoroughly apologise if I'm wrong. But I bet Diplo or like you know Chainsmokers or some <laughs> r- rubbish like that.
0: It, that's it. That's actually the Grammys. Like the Chainsmokers are probably gonna win. <laughs>
1: They're going to win everything, um, but yes, okay. So let, let's getting away from great. I want to go to the polar opposite of the Grammys, the absolute, the absolute difference, right? So the USA is, I believe, the world's third most popular, na- populous nation, not not popular. I think so. Yeah. Well, Do you know what
0: the fourth is? I believe um, no. Indonesia. Didn't oh, yeah. I? Uh, I had no clue.
1: No, it's like, it, it, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, the uh, United States of America is indeed the world's uh, third most populous uh, country with three uh, 331 million. And Indonesia has 273 million people, which is more than Pakistan, Brazil, Nigeria, etc, etc, etc.
0: Why didn't I more than Brazil? It feels like Brazil has lots of people living there. But it's
1: crazy, isn't it? Like, like yeah. I... I don't know uh, all that much about Indonesia, and this is my entirely, you know, my my problem. And you're like, well, it's the fourth biggest country in the world. How can I not, not know much about that? But one thing I do know is um, there's a Indonesian metal band, and all right, I'm not claiming um, vast knowledge because I only found out about them uh, last week, but they're called Senyawa. Um, and the reason I found out about them is uh, Eddie from from Saar, who's who's got a radio station on Radio Primera radio show. Excuse me. Um, basically, sent us this link for this uh, experiment with uh, Senya and what they're doing. They are releasing a new album, which is called Al Alkisa. Uh, apologies for the pronunciation. And uh, they decided to collaborate with forty-four uh, different independent labels from across the world to release the album. So, basically, you know, normally you release now you might have one label or two or something like that.
0: Two. The fact that... Because when we were discussing, we would touch on this topic, I was like, okay, I barely know anything about the music industry, so you will have to teach me everything. And last week you already tried to teach me about NFTs and that didn't go quite well because I I didn't understand anything. But I I feel like I, I have the potential to understand this. But how... Can you release something with two labels? 144 44, yeah, it's, it's something that skips my mind completely, but... Well, how...
1: it just depends. The contract you sign, like often mm-hmm. you sign... You might sign a contract for the whole world, you might sign a contract for Europe, oh, okay, and you might okay. sign another one for, like, world excluding Europe or, or something like that.
0: So you wouldn't sign... Let's say you release an album here in Barcelona, you wouldn't sign to two labels here because they're, like, doing the same thing. It's something that... out. Like, in this country you have this label and in this other, you have this other label.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it depends. Like, you might sign to a big Barcelona label and they might have subsidiaries or they might have people. Okay, okay. But, like, like no one releases an album (laughs) on on 44 (laughs) labels because it's like, you know, it's so much organisation. It's like, well, what what do you... gonna do. And the thing is, you know, every label's gonna want to be like, well, what do you want? What are we gonna mm-hmm. do for the artwork for this single, you know, that, exactly. that kind of absolutely loads of it. But basically what they've said is like they're like, no, we are decentralizing. We've had enough of, you know, the central boring music industry. We're gonna so we're gonna release this on forty four different labels and every label I, I spoke to them about this and they said look, every label is free to do what on earth they want, basically. But
0: they have a lot of trust in this label, right? Because it's so personal your music and if you if someone can do whatever they want with your music you have to trust them a lot and... well
1: this is what I love about it it's all about trust yeah, uh, you know okay. and these people they've I assume they've never met um, in in the large part and they're just like no because I, I asked him you'll you hear in the interview I asked him well aren't you a bit worried you know about like you know people just doing whatever they like I like no that's what it's all about mm-hmm. so like for example um, the full interview which I'll put up on, on SoundCloud later today here, he talks about like uh, it's not on streaming because basically, if they put it on streaming, um, then like one label could put it on streaming and get all the money from it because, mm-hmm. like, you know, whenever people around the world go and get it. But so, so it wasn't streaming. Then they took it down. But any label could just put it up on streaming. They wouldn't be doing anything illegal. They could do it and they could get all the money from it, as far as I understood. But like, they don't basically because it's like trust, you know.
0: So how are people listening to their work?
1: Bandcamp or you can oh, buy okay, a copy. Okay. Okay. Um, and the other thing, like each individual label that does it is doing is producing their own remixes. So there's like two hundred remixes out there of this song.
0: That's amazing. That uh, that's the, uh, the part I, I like the most. But how I'm trying to to understand. So how are they? Why do they think this is the way to go in the future? For because I guess this is what they believe in, and they think this is. A good way to go for artists, apart from trying to make this project work, is something they envision other artists doing, or is just a, a project they wanted to try.
1: It's just something they wanted to try, um, uh, and I yeah. asked again, like if other artists have asked them about it. He, he said no. Like for the moment, it's about us, um, but it's got quite a lot of attention. Like a New York Times wrote about it, for example, um, and I think that if it works, other people will do. It. I mean, I think one of the points of logic is like if you're um, uh, label from Barcelona, and you've got this one uh, release by like I, they're they're reasonably well known within within that kind of field. Like You're going to do everything for it, aren't you? You're going to be you know, it's not like, like oh god, I've got like 85 things to release. Maybe you're a small label. You're going to give it your all into mm. the remixes, and you can give it that sort of like personal touch. Also, if I had a label, I'd want to do my very best. Could be like well, the French label is doing this, or you know. I'm in Barcelona. The Madrid label's doing this. God damn it! I'm gonna, you know, they it.
0: might start World War Three with all the labels fighting against each other. Like, no, mine's gonna be better. Mine's gonna have more. St- Dreams or whatever it has.
1: That that would be yeah. It's not about starting a war, right? Well, I I tell you what, let's play. Let's play um, an extract from this interview. It's with uh, uh, Ruli Apologies if I've pronounced this wrongly. um, From uh, Senyawa, and basically, I asked him um, about the release and how it's come about. Could you explain briefly for our listeners what exactly it is you're
2: doing with your new album release? we're basically experimenting <laughs> we're basically experimenting by also responding to what's currently happened with the pandemic and all
1: you're releasing your new album through 44 mm-hmm. different labels mm-hmm. um yes. that sounds like a massive yeah. undertaking and why uh, it I,
2: because we're experimenting with uh with uh, what you call it with an idea that says what will happen if an artist or a musician, in this case, uh, let go of his own control uh, of his own work. I don't know how you say it in English, but you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, what will, yeah, what, yeah, what will happen then if, we, uh, if the artist just let go of his exclusivity, let get, uh, lets off his own hands, <laughs> so what will happen? So what happened uh, is uh, the way we do it. We, we just basically uh, announce an open call. That means uh, participatory. You know, we we don't want to say anybody to release it. We just make an open call, which means everybody can get their hands on this, on this new unreleased uh, music with artworks, with lyrics, with theme and narrative around it. And they can do whatever they want with it that's basically the open call to code but people didn't really realize that uh, at the time <laughs> and then uh so not all of these uh, 44 labels uh there were more actually <laughs> that uh, uh, that that emailed us mm. so some of them actually withdraw from the project uh, uh, some also uh we didn't want to work uh, work with them uh, you know the other way around um So in the end, we got uh, around 44 labels, which um, inside that 44 labels, we also have many labels are collaborating and co-releasing it again. You know, so um, like, for example, uh, um, uh, Italy, uh, Milan, we have two labels from the same city that are working together, produce a remix from both uh, labels and then Beirut also, two labels, Joint Forces, Berlin also, uh, Bali, uh, many other, uh, China and Hong Kong, uh, even three labels there <laughs> uh, working together. China released the vinyl, the other Chinese label released the, uh, uh, Taking Care of the Digital and uh, Hong Kong uh, released the tape, but then together they work together to uh, produce a, a remake album. So fascinating to see that these uh, labels are uh, really taking the initiative, make the decision, um, have the full authority to uh, to to put their vision and their ideas into this release. To that makes it their own release. From the uh, the the cover design, you know the uh, the
1: artworks, you, you <laughs> everything said, is yeah. You you said they could do what they wanted with it. I mean, presumably yes, yes. you had some rules like. They, you know they had to they couldn't like cut it in half or something like that so they couldn't no. or they, they could do anything they can they can do their own mastering if they don't like
2: what we do with the master mm-hmm. <laughs> just like a label when they would want to release an album they will really pay attention to the mastering right
0: so yeah. we
2: have that opportunity too we give them the option they can so some of them do <laughs> and then uh, also with the what you said uh, uh, cut in half for example yes uh, a label from Melbourne there's a very specific label that says uh, Silent Army that's what co- they're called they said uh, ah but we don't normally uh, release 12 inch we do only 7 inch so we will only take four songs so that's fine <laughs> but they will release it with a with the with a book like a artwork something like that so also involving the local visual artist to make the drawings and then they release it so a really special nice 7 inch Alkisa, which is fine because that's what they are, right? They don't do 12-inch, 12, 12 so, yeah. So it's their album. They do whatever they want. <laughs> Was it
1: hard for you um, to say that these labels could do what they want? Because it's your music. Uh, that is the big experiment here, is
2: because we want to see what will happen if we really let go of our hand. We don't control, uh, We 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 let go of our control. So what will happen to the to the to the music the music will become bigger right than ourselves that means uh we as nyawa have a same uh position with the other labels or who are exploiting this art this album who is currently currently exploiting the album so we all have the first uh the ownership and then uh freedom to exploit freedom to distribute and freedom to capitalize it (laughs) we all have the same uh, we have all have equal um rights
1: (laughs) and how do you know so this is quite a cynical question but how do you know you can trust these 44 labels these are a lot of new different people to work with
2: yeah and we we do have uh some obstacles here and there and we all make notes of that but the point is that it that is all part of the experiment whatever happens we we take note we try to fix it trying not to make a, a a big of a mess that's all you know but but uh, in the end we just see what happened uh, and t- take lessons from that and then make that as a as a point to consider <laughs>
1: That was really from Senyawa talking about their new album release which is coming on 44 different labels and we're currently listening to a song uh, from the album, uh, Menuju uh, Muara. Again, apologies for the pronunciation. Mar, what did you think?
0: I loved him uh, and I loved how he explained it because I totally understood and I take back what I said of starting World War Three. <laughs> I think he's gonna start like a com- communist revo- revolution. Like we're all coming together t- with this project that, that and apart from the economical thing that you can take out of which is not the important part is that coming together with this thing and everyone doing their their best and whatever they think creatively and and even coming together with uh, neighboring other company uh, labels and stuff and i think it's it's a great idea and like he said, it's kind of an experiment rather than oh, this is the future, which I, I thought it was the purpose of um, of the whole thing. It's it's like experimenting and 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 seeing like the cool stuff that came out, which is that everybody collaborated in a very nice way.
1: I love the fact he said it's their album as well. You yeah. know, it's like wow, that is really like giving over. I mean, you see like. I, I don't blame for people. A lot of artists like, have really close control of what they do and have to, like... Totally. You know...
0: You become attached to your own work and your projects, and it's very difficult what he did. And, and, but it also gives a great example of that if you learn to let go, great things can come out of it because... It, and if you trust people maybe he can start a cult I can join (laughs) I'm like reaching the Nirvana now like yeah I'm going to trust everyone do you know I do think they have a I I believe
1: they have an arts retreat no not a cult (laughs) come on they have an arts retreat uh, where you can go to and spend time in your art maybe
0: I will become enlightened do
1: you know the more I read about them the more I like Like, basically they're they're kind of like experimental punk but they use um, some self-made instruments uh, made from bamboo and agricultural tools um, and they uh, apparently sing in uh, the various languages of Indonesia, including uh, Sulawesian, Javanese, and Indonesian.
0: Amazing! Oh, you can I love used, these people. This is my new favourite band.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> they're, they're a bit extreme, but uh, so that made me think a little bit about authenticity, mm-hmm. right? Because kind of this is something we're getting onto with, with Taylor Swift as well but how important for you is it like to have an artist behind a song how important is it for you just listen to a song
0: um i i know where you're trying to get at and (laughs) (laughs) please
1: go there that's what i'm trying to get to (laughs) but
0: But i I don't want to spoil your big conclusion but you would have to ask like you would have to make purposely say when are we framing this question because if it was like with for the past, I would say it's very important. If you ask exclusively now, I would say it's not that important to me, the, the artist itself. So,
1: but you're a massive fan of Taylor Swift. Sorry yeah. to keep on going about Taylor Swift, a bit? So, gonna...
0: yeah, like like Taylor started uh, my in like sparked my interest in the past. So that's what I was trying to go at, right? B-
1: Right, so you've got that interest, but like now, if a new artist comes along, you're not that, that exactly abob- I,
0: I feel it's it's it will be very difficult for me to have this level of emotional dependency <laughs> with a new artist that that would be coming out now because whereas before it's not that it was easier, but it was how the industry or how music um and and all this stuff worked right like you have this artist and this artist either becomes famous or not. And if he becomes famous or her, she becomes famous, you um, get into his music or her music and, and you love him and you follow all his tracks. But now it's more about not you becoming famous, but your music or your work specifically becoming famous. And the hard part that before was having good music, now is having a personality that's strong enough and that's engaging enough for people to want to keep up with you because people are just gonna listen to the the song and and never learn your name so if you if you
1: are listening to a playlist let's say a new Mm. song comes up you've never heard it before and it's Mm. like by someone you don't know do you google anything about them or do you
0: it would have to be so special this song a, a level of like i i could really 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 like the song and still not look for the artist, just put the the song itself in my playlist, like liked it or, or whatever I do with the song, but not get into the full discography of the artist, because now, like, maybe I would find a lot of other stuff that I would like, but it feels like, oh, you put out this good song. I can, with a, specifically Spotify, once you like a song, you can put more than the artist the song specifically and then it will redirect you to other similar songs and that that's what i like more than listening more stuff from these artists that have different styles or that maybe i don't like these other songs as much so it's like you don't have to take risks now
1: so you just like okay i'm listening to this style i want this style i don't want this artist Mm -hmm. i want exactly Exactly. all right how important is it that a song is made by a human
0: um, no, if, you're not, it, no, no, if you're no. not
1: looking up who it's by, what do you care? If I said, like, this this, this playlist is by it's a, a mixture point. of uh, humans and uh, mm. AI tools, would you care? Would you feel less attached to the AI ones?
0: Maybe I wouldn't. Or, or maybe I have been listening. Like, if you were to tell me um, 30% of the songs in your playlist are by robots and not actual people, I I would believe you because I, I don't know them, so... We have this technology. You can maybe n- not notice, and 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 people that are people, people that are human, um, also use these technologies in their voices that can sound robot, and that's their their thing, and and that's what it makes it cool. So maybe robots <laughs> can use technology to sound human, and that's their thing. And and maybe I wouldn't care. Just like there's all these influencers, um, on Instagram that are actually CGI people uh, there uh, there can be musicians that are cgi
1: do you know i told you i was feeling freaked out earlier yes do you want the big reveal is
0: it now oh my it god it is now i'm ready
1: it's because i have been emailing uh someone some some big uh musical platform okay. this this week okay and i've been sending them emails about a a sort of copyright takedown notice and i said i sent something like six emails yesterday and none of them actually answered my question they just kind of kept on going around in a loop
0: and so I've, you send them emails but and they responded
1: yeah i mean basically there's like a generic uh, a, a generic email address you send them to yeah. and you get back emails purporting to be by, by people like you get a name okay. okay
0: yeah okay i'm i'm i get it
1: and okay so after about six of these not really answering the question i was like these aren't actual people responding, are they? They're just like... Because it, it didn't come across as, as like an actual human because they just weren't quite engaging with what I was saying, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm not getting this answered, but let me let me just see. And I, I was like... I, I, I said, right, I'm going to go and see what happens. I said, these are automated emails, right? Is it possible to speak to an actual human about this? And I got back a reply from a name... These aren't automated emails. You have been speaking to real humans all along.
0: That sounds totally like... It does, <laughs> not <doesn't it>? <laughs> A robot would say, I am 100% a <laughs> Exactly. This is how humans interact. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Exactly, because it wasn't quite like the sentence a human would <laughs> say, is it? It's like, you know, a human would be like, hey, no, no, no don't no, worry, no, you know. Yeah. Um, And I don't know what to make of it. It's kind of freaking me out.
0: It, it is, because it means like... We are already, I don't know, it, it is <laughs> freaking me out too. Like, are, are we going to be all robots? Like, are they going to take our jobs? Because obviously this was a, a job, like a job someone, yeah, someone did yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just these automated responses. Because actually, it, when you email someone, a person, and you're a person as well, you get these autom- like, auto replies that feeds like, if you don't want to write, Google and Gmail writes an answer for you, which is like, yes, I wanted to write that, but how do you know? Have you read my email and wanted to respond in my words? Like, I can just click a, ba- a button that says, yes, thank you so much for this information. I will blah, 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 blah. Or you can just write it yourself, which is, I- I'm going to write it myself, but Gmail, how did you know? <laughs> I wanted to answer that. You're a computer or whatever Gmail is. And... And this is the, this is I this is what you got from like these robots clicking on the auto ma- ma- made it, like auto replies that Gmail gets you. Well,
1: you see, and I started to think, okay, right, what could I ask? that was like... Also, to- you kept
0: going. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's going to end up being like that movie um, that um, Joaquin Phoenix falls in love <laughs> with a <the> robot. <laughs> I tell you,
1: I'm not going to fall in love with whichever robot. these are, uh, Have you heard... Do you know what the Turing test is? Uh, no. Uh, it was invented by a British mathematician called Alan Turing, which is basically like uh, a test of how uh, if a robot or a computer program can pass itself off as a human. And basically... Uh, so that they d- went, they do these tests on like a lot of sophisticated systems. It's basically to see if, if it can fool humans, and uh, yes, they can. Basically, it, it's <laughs> not it's not fault. easy, but 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 they can. And I was just like, well, what could I ask? And I was like. Okay, well, let me see. I, maybe I'll ask something really human. Like, did you see the football last night? And then I said, but no, that's but not it, human. Well, it is for me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might not like yeah, it. Humanizing
0: yeah, right. men, <laughs> liking football is not human.
1: <laughs> no, no, but then I was like, no, but that's so easily, so easy to to, to look up, you know. And I was yeah. like, that's not gonna. Well, what would be really human? What would like, you know, how you get those annoying "I'm not a robot" tests? Like, where do you see the, you they know, the bikes? They always say and stuff?
0: that, like, at least in the apocalyptic movies about robots is that they don't have a sense of humor so maybe you could try with irony or something but like because my, they wouldn't get it
1: my wife doesn't get my sense of irony I'm pretty sure she's, she's a human. So maybe you're she, the robot <laughs> oh my god
0: <laughs> this, this whole thing turns out that you have been the robot all along
1: that's good to know uh, i was just looking it up and apparently uh, for the first time uh at reading university um last year uh no, sorry, 2019, a computer convinced a human judge that it was a 13-year-old Ukrainian boy, not a machine. It was the first computer to pass the Turing test.
0: A judge was, was co- so a robot came into the jury and, <laughs> and he was like, I'm, I'm a human. I look like a computer, but I'm no, actually... a lot of
1: metal on your head.
0: What going on? No, no. It's super convincing.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I think it's by uh, messaging or, or, oh, or okay. something like that. Um, yeah. But so uh, this was freaking me out, right? And I, I was reading a piece that was in... Um, Music business worldwide. And it was talking about AI that can basically make songs, that basically can interpret uh, or or replicate, I suppose, Mm -hmm. existing voices, right? It's a company uh, called, uh, what was it? Supertone, a Korean company called Supertone. BTS is the company behind BTS, Biker Entertainment, has invested 4 billion. uh, Oh, God, what's the Korean currency? KRW, anyway for, sorry I should in, into this um, and basically claims that it can create hyper realistic and expressive voice uh, distinguishable not distinguishable from real humans
0: I I feel like they that's totally gonna happen apart from the fact BTA, well k-pop and the Korean music industry knows already so much about what's going to be going on in the future that if they're investing in this, better be ready for, like, imaginary bands to happen and stuff like that. Like, I I bet they're creating this CGI K-pop group of of this because they already seem... I don't want to say that that K-pop bands seem, like, unreal or not human, but they're this level of ethereal that it feels like they're already on this path. So... Bring it seems like a small step between having these ethereal humans and just making them robots already. But would you
1: care? I I, see, I think I would care. I think I wouldn't engage on the (laughs) same level if I knew something was written by an AI, but then maybe that's stupid. Maybe I wouldn't even know. Maybe I'd be out dancing and I'd love the song, and then I'd be, I don't know, dancing, but you know what I mean.
0: I feel like I, I, now knowing this, I'm I'm like, no, what? It, it has to be a person like, yes, they all sound the same because auto tune can make a lot of voices sound similar and stuff, but at, at least they're human. But if no one were to, to tell you that they, that wasn't a person and you don't have the energy to search the artist like I, I am doing <laughs> these last few years that I don't care who's singing. Uh, all of the songs that I have been listening to for the last, I don't know, Three years could have been um, AI created, and and I wouldn't have known. So why should I? Well, I should care because lots of people will, will be would be jobless if <laughs> if all of the singers were artificial intelligence. But it's something that could really easily be something that's already happening, and we don't know. Maybe?
1: Well, the the people behind this company, they were talking, actually, before um, before uh, BK Entertainment invested money, they, they were talking about how it could be used. And they were basically saying, you know, if BTS were really busy, um, they could use our technology when making games or audiobooks or dubbing an animation, for instance. Oh so God. they didn't talk about songs, but they were like...
0: But and- that's a little creepier. Because it doesn't mean they create a new... Boys that they can do, but they can also replicate existing ones so they can exploit them even more to make stuff all the time even when they're sleeping or when they're doing other stuff. So they can go on tours everywhere and they can do audiobooks or whatever.
1: Well, did you see Deep Tom Cruise this week?
0: This... I looked at, Have you, I disturbed
1: you in a way that even Arab Strap couldn't?
0: I could not express the feeling. I'm sorry if you're listening and you're confused of what we're <laughs> talking. But this morning I, I saw that Ben sent a link to a, like a, a news report, an article, talking about deep Deep Tom Cruise. Deep
1: Tom Cruise, yeah.
0: And it's the most disturbing video I have seen in my life. Tom Cruise is already the most disturbing person I have seen in my life, <laughs> so it just, uh, it's, it's this video, of, it, it's, he's so scary, um, it's this TikTok video of Tom Cruise, and, and I was already like, I don't want to see this man doing weird stuff, doing weird faces, and, and I don't know, he was talking about playing golf and blah, blah, blah. But, after you s- you watch this se- six second video on TikTok, you learn that what you you just have seen is fake. Like Tom Cruise has never been playing golf while recording himself on TikTok, and and he's talking and and he's close to the camera and, and holding his the phone and and stuff. It's not like a a, a shot that's him like far away playing no 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 he's engaging in the video and it's not him and it's his face and, and it's a hundred percent Tom Cruise and I was like that's impossible that the video is Tom Cruise maybe they think it's not but it is and they're playing with our heads and stuff. It's not
1: well it's so well done. Um, I mean, okay, I was reading about it. Apparently, some people claim they can spot like artifacts like out of sync reflection, etc., etc. So other people have wondered if the fake is actually a fake, and Tom Cruise Ryan, really had joined Tong TikTok in a meta one. hoax. Yeah. And he was just like, haha, no, this actually is. Me. It's so well done. It's unbelievably well done. I should say it's, it's the work of. Um, uh, Belgian visual artist Christopher Ume and Tom Cruise impersonator Miles Fisher. And they said right from the start, this is fake. That's why I like, because, like, this can, the thing can be pretty, pretty scary, you know. But they're like, no, it's deep, deep Tom Cruise. It's fake. Uh, it's incredibly well done. But that,
0: that so, first of all, how do you have this amount of knowledge of technology and you're like, you know what? I'm a duo. <laughs> fake it. Tom Cruise TikTok, like, how does your mind work? Because I would have never gotten there. The, like, maybe you would think, oh, I don't know, someone more relevant, Tom Cruise, which is amazing because uh, it really freaked me out and no one else would have freaked me out as much as Tom <laughs> fake Tom Cruise did. So he already did a good job, but f- that's the first scary part. And the second one, it's like, OK, he did Tom Cruise and he can do whoever he wants. And and as he said, because I read the, the whole thing, he said, like, this is now kind of complicated and, and I spent uh, lots of hours and I needed this um, impersonator to do the, the movement and then I had to, like, paste the face of Tom Cruise moving somehow. So it kind of is difficult to do all this stuff. But he said, in the near future, like in three years less, if they put... And the amount of technology necessary. This can just be a filter on Instagram, on Snapchat <laughs> or crazy. whatever. And and then it's going to be so confusing for everyone because if it's just as realistic as that TikTok that maybe some people kind of saw that it was CGI, but I didn't and I looked at it like five times and then I got too scared <laughs> to keep going, but I couldn't tell that it wasn't him. And... and It's like he said, no, this is going to need lots of regulations, but we don't have that. So don't, don't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of scary uh, because what if it's like that man that invented the, like the nuclear, not, not the bomb, but he invented the nuclear fusion thing and then they used his invention to like destroy Japan twice. And then he had to kill himself because because of him the nuclear bomb was a, was a thing. So this man is like, oh, I'm gonna do this <laughs> this silly little joke on TikTok and make Tom Cruise say he's gonna play golf and it's not actually Tom Cruise. But then in a year we're all like so confused because we have all these fake videos of important people saying things that are not actually true, and there's no law yet because it's difficult. To say like no you can do that people like are gonna do it either way I don't know
1: scary uh, we're gonna have to listen to a little bit of music then we'll get on to our album of the week this is Las Edipo with their Alquiza uh, Atromuntanada which is taken from the uh, Spanish edition the Barcelona edition I think it's also on the Madrid edition of the Senyawa album Alright, so our album of the week this week uh, is by Arab Strap. and i got to say, we were looking at several albums that we could have done, and I was just so amused by the idea of getting you to listen to uh, Arab Strap. I think it's safe to say if Arab Strap didn't exist, no one would invent them, and I don't reckon you can do an Arab Strap fake because they are pretty uh, unique. Did you like it?
0: I did I did. I I'm, I'm surprised I'm liking all the albums lately but I I obviously love their accent like it's it's so fun to to listen to such a strong scottish accent when i'm used to all these americans like we said and when you send it to me it, we had this Grey week in in Barcelona, it was kind of rainy and we had no sun. So it was like I was in Scotland (laughs) while listening to it. So I was in the right mood to listen to them. I, I really enjoyed them. And I feel like if they didn't exist, they would exist because they reminded me of someone when I was listening to them. I was like, this is kind of 90s indie rock, like when I was trying to be all this music nerd that I was and when I was younger, I would swear I, I had someone kind of big in the 90s, maybe underground, that kind of sounded like this, like this monotone... Well, hang on, they
1: were big in the 90s. Do you not mean them?
0: Them? Not yeah. them. they Are they?
1: They were from the 90s, yeah. Oh, maybe them. You, you, they've revived themselves.
0: <laughs> I'm... Okay, um, okay, I'm not going to talk anymore. No, 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 I'm please. Ju- I just said in the beginning I, I w- didn't want to give my opinion anymore <laughs> because I already reached my peak and I already proved that that, that, that is true. I thought they were, like, new. No, I thought they were teenagers, basically.
1: You thought they were teenagers? Because, see, for me, like, they sound... <laughs> Old, Right, and because I mean that as a, it
0: feels like teenagers mimicking the 90s, but uh, like indie rock from the 90s. But no, they're actually indie rock from the 90s. It's
1: yeah, that. do you like them less for that?
0: No, I'm. I'm just. Why did I think that? Well, I think it's because their picture on Spotify it seems like two young people, and I just decided they were that. Uh, that's interesting. I don't think I, I,
1: I've seen the the picture on on Spotify, but on the album cover they look they look properly kind of old, like white beards hanging down, that kind of thing.
0: Okay, I should have done my research. <laughs> I just went with the flow with with what felt like uh, I I just I don't know. I was listening to them in in the train coming here in the metro, and I just recently learned how to knit, so I was knitting <laughs> on the train, and I was like. Oh my god, I'm totally the main character. I'm this girl that's knitting on the train. She's so mysterious. She's listening to this 90s indie rock sounding, and actually from the 90s apparently, music. And and she's so mysterious. She she likes to listen to, to these deep voice uh, singers with a kind of sad but not sad uh, music. I, I really liked it. It made me feel like... I am the main character.
1: Well, it's very filmic, isn't it? Like one yes. thing that I really like it, because they're kind of talking, they're explaining these histories. Uh, I don't want to be. How much did you understand of the lyrics? Because they, I mean, they are very, very, very Scottish.
0: I, I did understand. Uh, uh, like the thing with me is, I almost never listen to the, to the lyrics, right, which right. is bad. But I, I, it's something that I, I cannot do when I'm listening to music. But I did understand, for example, the tears on tour, like. His one parent died, and he was sad, and, and I don't know that I got I understood it, but I it was the the feeling that that the album exuded like yes I'm I'm living in this big city by myself figuring my life out knitting on the train <laughs> <laughs> and and yes I, I it felt like a, a soundtrack to to a fake life that I made up in my head a good fake life. Mm, good enough for a movie. Maybe it was a sad fake life, but it had a movie made about it. So I guess that's good.
1: I was going to say, because I, I don't listen to song lyrics all that much. Um, and I mean, I, I do when they're good. But like, this is all about the song lyrics. You know, Like, it's a lot of people are compared to like, writing short stories, mm-hmm. basically. You know, because they're so uh, well involved. But like, the music's pretty good as well. Like, it's yes. sort of... It's although it's quite nineties, it's like recognisably got modern elements, like some kind of trap drums in "I Was Once a Weak Man," and like um, there's like seven four disco drums in "Compersion Part One," which I thought was uh, was was quite compelling.
0: Yes, I I that just like you said, I barely listen to the to the lyrics, but I understand that if you do, in this case, it might be a lot better. But even if you're I don't know if it's lazy or not not to listen to the, mu- to the lyrics but it, you can still listen to the whole album without paying too much attention to it and it's still being good
1: I'm really glad you like that are you going to listen to it again?
0: Mm, maybe if I have an event in my life that makes me want to remind myself that I'm the main character right,
1: right I, I love the I, uh, knitting on the train is absolutely perfect.
0: Right, I'm so mysterious. Who is she? She's knitting on the train. She's so quirky.
1: <laughs> oh, it's like what's that? What's that film? Oh God, I can't remember. I should have thought about this. But there's a film where like some some someone's listening to like the shins on a train, and she comes along and goes like you got to listen to this it'll change your life what am I thinking of?
0: I think you're saying 500 Days of Summer and she's on, on the elevator and he's listening to The Smith and he's ah, like right. oh I love The Smith and she's like this maniac pixie dream girl and she she's all so quirky <laughs> and you're so such a normie you will never get her I'm the manic PC dream girl, apparently. Really,
1: I I, I would be fabulous. I, I would... Imagine if if like someone was listening, they were listening to the Smiths, and it was like, yeah, I'm listening to Arab Strap. So they, yeah, I don't care. <laughs>
0: that that's what I was thinking. Imagine someone coming to me and saying like, oh my god, I was so infatuated by you, <laughs> knitting on the train. What are you listening to? And I would be like, oh yes, the Arab Strap. You wouldn't know them because. That- I think they're new, but no, they're not. <laughs> they're from the they're 90s. From the 90s. <laughs> and then I would lose all my, my mysterious aura because they would realise I'm just dumb.
1: Uh, one of the songs is actually about being on a train as well, Sleeper.
0: Would you look at that? Brilliant. Uh are you
1: going to do a Scottish accent before we go?
0: I'm I'm not ready. Don't put me <laughs> yeah. on the spot like that. Okay. You can do it. You can do uh,
1: I'm not going to. No. <laughs> um, right. I can exclusively reveal that uh, yes, Diplo were nominated uh, for uh, the Grammy. That JDG is always up for. Go, go, JDG, Go AI. Go humans. Go robots.
0: Uh, <laughs> Oops, it's, let's join the cult. We're well, not the cult. It's the not mu- a cult. <laughs> the music experience thing in Indonesia.
1: All right. This has been the Weekly Review. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, Rob. We will see you next week.
0: Does anybody care? I don't want you, I need you.